Hey man, how are you? What's up? I'm surviving. Yeah. I don't know about if I'm thriving. <laughs> Death you, continues to surround me. You've got a very confusing outfit on. You've got a short sleeve shirt and a puffy vest. Is this like you can't decide, you know, just, what you need just to wear? Warm. <laughs> it's the perfect Texas outfit, right? The, the weather, dude, you just, you know, you got to have it in the morning. It's like, it's cold, but it's not super cold. I don't need the long sleeves, but I need the short sleeves. So no. I just cut them off. Welcome to Dad Habits Die Hard. We don't have all this figured out and we aren't experts. We're just two dads who love Jesus and our family and want to serve both well. We've done it wrong way more than we've done it right, but we're just trying to fail forward, realizing that we're leaving a legacy no matter what. So, uh, yeah, what, what's what been going on with you? You just made an interesting comment. I don't know that you want to unpack it I just all. think, I don't know. You know, we, we go through different seasons, right? Scripture is clear about the different seasons that we walk through. I think it's important we know the seasons that we're in. So I, I definitely think our family is in a season of grief. And that has looked and feel just people more in close proximity that I know. A good buddy of mine's um, wife's, his wife's sister passed away. And so she was a young mother. She was 29 and left behind her two kids and her husband. And, you know, that's just really, really hard. So you feel for him. You feel for the family at large. And, you know, you have compassion. And, you know, it's just all, all hard, hard stuff. So still processing through all that. Um, but I know God's with us. And, you know, it's fun to have these conversations with my kids too, right? Yeah. I might do a good job or a bad job. Yeah. Wonderful opportunity, right? So to talk about eternal things, which is great. Yeah, it's been pretty interesting over here too. Uh, my youngest, who's seven, um, I want to say without exaggeration, he has had fever for 11 out of the last 14 days. And so like was sick, tested positive for the flu, uh, started getting better and then crashed again. And it was like a weekend. Right. And, you know, other than like a fever, you know, he wasn't dying. And so, you know, we didn't take him somewhere over the weekend. Um, and you know, Monday, he's fine. Right. So we're like, okay, let's go to school. And then Monday night fever. Right. And it's just like, you know, I don't know if you've experienced this, you know, kids are so resilient and, you know, a lot of times they can be sick and be totally fine. (laughs) And, you know, like during the day, right. He's totally fine. And then at night fever crashes, you know, and Mm -hmm. so it makes it Mm -hmm. impossible to know what to do. And then my wife's over here, she feels guilty, right? Like she's, you know, supposed to be this better mom that can, you know, uh, predict, right. What's going to happen and, and care for him accordingly. And, um, so that's just been super interesting. And then my 16 year old kind of similar deal, not quite, uh, you know, fever, but, you know, got sick around the same time and it's just having a hard time shaking it. So tested negative for the flu, but the doctor's like, nah, you probably had the flu, you know? So, um, it's just, it's just been it's wild. weird, dude. It's like what COVID, COVID's created all these weird things now in the aftermath. But isn't that like life, what you just described with the fever and all that? It's like, just when you think you figured it out, you know, it's like, oh, shoot, you just changed again. And now you're well or you're sick. I don't even know what you are. 
Yeah, it's like just one, you know, one moment, you know, he's passed out on the couch and you know can't even stay awake, and the next moment he's like literally break dancing in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's so unpredictable, uh, right? So, I don't know what to do. I, I, are you sick? And they're like, I don't really know either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's been fun, you know. But we don't have to. We can talk about more more positive things, right? Yeah. Um. So, I, you know, I said this last time, this might actually end up being a shorter one. We said that last time and it went full length anyway. So we'll just, you know, see what the spirit has to, to lead us through today. Um, but something that was on my mind uh, this past weekend, and I thought would be kind of a great topic is this idea of the dad being the thermostat of the house and the family and, you know, not not the thermometer, right? Because, you know, if you think about a thermometer, a thermometer can tell you what the temperature is, but it can't do anything to affect it. But the thermostat knows what the temperature is and can affect it, right? By putting different things into, into play. So, you know, one of the, I think the reason that I realized this is over the weekend, um, we we went on an adventure on Saturday, which is great. Something I love to do. My kids love to do. My wife, not as much. Um, but because we had the whole day, uh, my wife went with us, right? Um, and, you know, she didn't have the best time, um, you know, wasn't feeling good. It's not her thing, right? And, you know, throughout the course of the day, coming home, you know, she is stressed, Right but I'm not, and the kids aren't, you know, and, and as the day, like, continued to unfold, just looking around the house going, this day could have gone completely different, right, you know, I could have lost my, you know what, like, at any step along the way, and everybody would be in tears, and everybody would be, you know, falling apart around us, but we weren't, we ended the day okay, right? Was able to reassure my wife. My kids had a great time. I had a great time, and and it's just so counter to what, um, you know, a year and a half ago would have looked like in my house, and and I've noticed, you know, this slow progression over the course of the year where our house has just become more calm, um, and people generally are in a better mood, and people are generally more happy and nice to each other, right? Not perfect. But um, I just started realizing that over the last year, as I've spent more and more time with Jesus and in the word, you know, I've, I've begun to have fruit of the spirit. And, you know, part of that is peace and patience and kindness. And I've seen that play out in my own life. And then noticing the direct effect that that has had on my household. And I think probably where I'd kind of like to end this rambling here is I completely underestimated how much influence I had on just the emotional health of our family. And, you know, looking at chaos and responding with chaos makes more chaos, right? But chaos with, with the dad responding in peace brings about peace, you know? So I don't know if you've experienced kind of the same thing, but it just hit me this weekend when I saw that firsthand and, and going, 
gosh, what a big responsibility I have, you know, to this family. So how do you have peace in your home? This is a thought question I'm having. How do you have peace in your home when you're working an eight to five job? Like I'm sure a lot of people are and you're coming home and you're exhausted and all that, you know, like to your point, like we, we can bring the ship down or we can keep it going based off our attitude. Um, and so like, what, what are some like maybe practical things that a dad can leader of the household can kind of exhibit to help, you know, not be so wishy-washy with the yeah temperature I mean, gauge, you know, simple things like you might be exhausted when you get home. I, I heard the story, right. Of this guy that every day he would come home and he would like stop at the door and he was so exhausted from work. Right. And he'd be slumped over and he would pick himself up. He would make himself smile and he would walk in the house. Right. And you just got to turn it on, you know, and recognize that like, even if, if you're not feeling it at that moment, you just got to go turn it on and you got to smile and you got to give your kids a hug and a kiss and you got to tell them that you love them and ask them about their day. Right. And then, you know, if things are hitting the fan, just staying calm, you know, whatever the case may be. And so I think having it on the forefront of your mind and making a choice to change, you know, your affect before you walk into the house is huge, you know, and you don't have to do it for five, six hours, right? Most of us, the kids, young kids go to bed. And so it's like, you only have to try to do it for two hours, you know? And, and the thing, I think the thing about it is too, it, it breeds more peace. And so it's not like a white knuckle fight to be calm for two hours, right? It's like the family calms, they have a calming effect on you and it, everybody's better for it. I think sometimes maybe we aren't allowed to adjust the temperature gauge. You know, I, I think if we're being honest, sometimes the, the, the wife is the one doing that. And so I think we've, we've got to be let in a little bit. Maybe there's some dads out there. I know at times I feel like, man, I don't feel like I can kind of jump into this mess right now. Like maybe I haven't been around and felt the temperature of the home all day. And then you kind of just come in the door and think like, all right, boy, you haven't been here with the kids all day. You don't, you don't know what Bobby and Joey and Susie and all of them have been through today. And so to kind of stop and have some awareness of like, and to communicate with your, your wife, right? Because, you know, are, are we a team? Are we going to operate like a team? Or is this like WWE where we're just going to tag each other in and out and you get your own selfish time and I get my own selfish time? I don't think that that's biblical and nor what we should be doing. Yeah. Um, because I think scripture talks about when, when we're when one of us is down, right. Three, three quarter strings is not easily broken. Right. I think there's, there's times right in the family culture where it's like, man, dad's having a bad day. Mom's going to pick up the, the slack or encourage dad. And so we can keep doing this thing together. Um, cause it's not always, always going to be happy. And so I think, you know, encouraging and being on the same page with your wife, I think sometimes it's, we just don't even know as dads. We don't know how, how, do, how do we start? How do we encourage? How do we rally the, the team? Yep. And you know? and I think over time, it becomes easier 
because it becomes the the norm. You know, like this is probably not something you're going to be super successful with out of the gate, right? And yes, you might get that reaction like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, it's it's been hell today, right? And, you know, you're coming in as Mr. Fun, right? When I've been trying to get Susie to take her medicine or whatever the case is. And that can be infuriating, right? But, you know, I think having conversation about that and being consistent over time will lessen that. But, you know, I think the other part of it too, like you cannot exhibit peace and give peace if you don't have it. Like you cannot help your family have joy if you don't have it to give, right? And so there is only one way that we can have that sort of fruit in our life to the point that we can pass it on. And it's not something you can fake, especially not in the long run, you know? How will people know that we love Jesus? The scriptures say by our by our fruit and by our good deeds. Yep. So we first and foremost have to be connected to the vine, as we've talked about before in John 15. Mm-hmm. And are we leading out of, here's a thought, are we leading out of that vine being connected and grafted in, as the scriptures also tell us, connected to God and the Holy Spirit? Or are we leading out of the dwindled, broken, limb that is not producing any fruit you know that that are we, that's that's dead so yeah because you're your leading, wife knows by the way which one yeah you're, <laughs> you're leading either way i mean let's yeah. be honest you are leading either way right yeah if you're choosing not to lead you don't get to make that choice it is happening right whether you see it or want it it doesn't matter and so, you know, like, I think me realizing that um, has made the importance of me being connected to to the Lord daily that much more important, right? Because my family's peace in our house depends on me having peace in my relationship with the Lord, you know, allowing that cup to kind of overflow onto them. I think maybe a good step, Matt's coming to mind right now, you know, we have this in our home, is sit down with your wife, um, if this is something that you want to do, and, and figure out what what does our family, what does insert last name stand for in our home? What, are, what do we want to be known for? That can be a one word thing, like we want to give grace, we want to have the fruits of the spirit, we want this. And I think when you can sit down and um, go to the Lord and ask, like, what do we want to have what legacy, you know, what, what are some of these words? Uh, I'm not looking for like a dissertation, but I think those help. Like, are we doing those things? Right. It gives us like, are we producing the fruit? Are we being at peace with everybody? Are we, whatever those values are, I think there's so many valueless, missionless um, families that don't have any idea what's happening or where they're going and passivity from, uh, the dads not leading. And so I know, as I've talked about before, this has helped me tremendously. I'll give you a prime example is one I think about Deuteronomy 6, 7, which says, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, and when you lie down, when you get up, like when we're doing whatever we're doing, we should be talking about the things of the Lord. And so we talked about uh, John Mark Comer 
uh, kind of the five things of, of manhood, right? We went over those, mm-hmm. which, which come from another book. The first one's like, life's not fair. So with all these deaths, we've been sharing with our kids. And I, it was just an opportunity. We're driving in the car. And it was like, you know what, guys? Like, this recent one, like, this just, what's that rule again? That boys that we're, I'm training you in and we're talking about as we go into, as I train you into manhood. And, you know, my 10, 10 year old oldest piped up and was like, life's not fair. And I'm like, yeah, like this, let's just confront the brutal facts. You're like, this isn't fair. This is not fair. And there's gonna be a lot of things that aren't fair in life, but like, that's just the brokenness and the depravity of man that we live in. And like, that's okay, but we need to recognize that it's not fair. And so sometimes you might be thinking like, man, I just, it's hard for me to think about what I can talk about along the road or when I'm sitting with my kid, like it just doesn't come to me. That's not easy. Well, guess what, dad? Ask the Lord to show you. Ask the Lord to reveal himself. Ask the Lord to say, God, will you show, like, I want to teach my kids and I want to show them things. Will you show me when I'm out and about how I can show them you? And guess what? He will want to do that. And I would hope that you would see when he does that. Yeah. And, you know, you just right off of, of the bat quoted a couple of scriptures and you can do that because you know them because you've read them, because you've put them to memory, right? And so, you know, to to say like, well, gosh, you know, what am I going to talk about? You know, you have to read it to know it, you know? And, and I know that like kind of what we're saying feels really overwhelming, right? Like you've got to have peace. You've got to be the thermometer. You've got to be in the word. You've got to it sounds overwhelming, especially to the person that's not doing it, the dad that's not doing it. And what I would say is you don't have to do it perfect. You don't know how you don't have to do it all on day one and you don't have to be good at it, right? The only thing you have to do is say, Lord, I don't know how to do this. I need you to show me today. And if you do that today and tomorrow, you're right. The Lord is going to reveal himself to you. And Mm -hmm. he is going to put his words on your heart and he is going to give you the fruit of the spirit and he is going to convict you of sin and he is going to show you those people that you need to make amends with, right? Like he, he is not some mystical being that is unknowable, right? There's so many times in scripture, right? You know, I've mentioned we read through the Bible last year. I can't tell you how many times God basically says, if you just ask me, right, if you would just ask, you know, like, I'll give it to you, right? And how many times in the Bible it talks about the the idea of today? Like, worry about today, not tomorrow. Ask for my daily bread today, right? The idea of manna in Exodus. I mean, all of this, right? And so if you put those two things together, you say, God, I need, I need you. I don't know how to do this and I need it today. Right. And so it's not God, you know, I need you to help me do this for the rest of my life. It's God, I don't know how to do this. I need you to help me today. And if you do that enough days in a row, you're going to start to sense the Holy spirit. And I would contest that you're going to start to see a lot more peace in your home because you may be like me, unknowingly changing the temperature of your home over time and not realizing it. So as we wrap up, I love it. I want to encourage the dad, the one dad or maybe two dad or no dad listening to this. 
the Lord knits you together in your mother's womb. He knows you and he knows what you're feeling and he knows how you're leading, how you're not leading. He knows all that. Like, just go talk to him and, and, and have, like, like your would your friend, you know, he knows you. And so be real with him, ask him to show up. And I, I, and, and I know he will show up and, and bless you in ways you could never imagine. Um, so I just want to encourage that listener, that dad that like, start somewhere and it's just the obedient first step. Yeah. And don't, don't let shame keep you Mm -hmm. from taking that first step, Mm -hmm. you know, because at the end of the day, if you are a believer in Jesus and you've accepted the free gift of salvation, you know, Hebrews 10, 13 says, but by one sacrifice, he forever made perfect those who he's making holy. Right. And it's Mm -hmm. this idea that in that sacrifice, he's, he's already made you perfect. And that is your identity, Mm -hmm. right? Shame is not Mm -hmm. your identity. And so lean into that, right. And ask your father for help. And he Mm -hmm. is not going to disappoint. As always love it. Yeah, man. Love talking to you. I hope um, that things start to turn around. Right. And uh, you can move past this season of of grieving right so be praying for you man thank you thank you thank you appreciate it all right guys we will uh, see you next week adios adios thanks for listening to the dad habits die hard podcast help us out by following us and rating us on itunes and you can also find the video version of this podcast on youtube you can find the link in the show notes be sure to subscribe and hit the notifications bell to never miss an episode